Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. So if you've ever wondered how, by and large, evangelicals believe the Bible got here, and there are some variations, uh, a lot of times you can look it up or you'll ask a, maybe a minister or pastor uh, who should know. And uh, maybe even if you know somebody who's going to seminary or taking seminary classes, you might hear them say, why I know how. So the process is verbal plenary inspiration. And at that point, you're like, okay, um, can I buy a vowel? You know, so it feels like uh, at that point, um, you're on uh, Wheel of Fortune, or maybe... uh, God bless Alex Trebek. Uh, Maybe you're on Jeopardy. You know, what is biblical confusion? So, here's the thing. I ran across, actually, an example in the Bible that had never actually come to me about pretty much exactly the process that believers believe the Bible got here. And when I say believers, I mean believers in the Old Testament and the New Testament, because pretty much it holds true either way. Now, let's get back to this term, uh, verbal plenary uh, inspiration. So, verbal uh, really means that God spoke it to the individual. Now, there's a lot of argument as to exactly how that works. You know, there's thinking, oh, is he, is he hearing things in his head? Is he seeing Jesus show up? You know, uh, because if he is, maybe he's got schizophrenia. Um, you, you, people argue about that. But here's the thing. Verbally, these writers hear what God's got to say. Okay? Plenary pretty much means word for word. And they're putting it in using their own personality. They're not automatons. And they're not necessarily um, a stenographer. Okay, A stenographer is somebody that, uh, that just whatever is said is, you know, is put down exactly. It's very obvious that, that especially uh, in the books of the Bible, that personality comes into play. Now, here's another kicker, all right? A lot of times, other people are brought in to help the process. Paul had someone who wrote down his words for him. Now, uh, in the New Testament, they call that an amanuensis, in essence, it's a secretary. It's someone who... And yeah, it was a guy's secretary. Whoa. Nah. 
Oh, don't fall out of your chair on that one. But the but the thing is, is they were writing down what the person had to say. Now, here's the example. Okay, and let me let me let's walk through it a second because I found this example and I, and I think God showed this to me. I actually do. Super super fascinating to me anyway. So uh, Jeremiah, it's in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah thirty six. Now, of course, Jeremiah is a prophet, and he's got some pretty harsh things to say, because God's got some harsh things to say, because people are pretty much uh, acting like he doesn't exist, and he's fixing to explain that, well, yeah, he is there. And some really uh, unfortunate things are going to unfold, but here's, here's the thing. So, in chapter 36, let's start with uh, the first verse, actually. And, uh, and of course, well, this is KJV, King James. So it said, And it came to pass that in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take thee a scroll of a book, and write in it all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations from the day I spoke unto thee from the day of Josiah even unto this day. Alright. So, there's the mandate right there. There's the mandate. Now, once again, people want to go back and forth about how did this happen? You know, did God show up? Did Was he talking in his ear? Did he have a bug in it? Was it Jiminy Cricket? Let's just say it, it that he heard the words. Now, in there it says God spoke. All right? Now, Immediately, people are like, oh man, he's schizophrenic. Oh, that's terrible. No, 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 no. That's not what's going on. No, that's not what's going on. No, it's, and I'm, by the way, I'm not being flippant with that particular condition because that's a serious condition and needs a lot of help. Pray for those people. But here's the thing. No. Jesus... Uh, in this situation, and a lot of people feel like it's Jesus himself speaking, the text says, the Lord. Um, and I've got no problem believing either way. The situation is, with this, that he, t he said, take a scroll of a book and write in it all the words that I've spoken. Now, why did he do this? Why did God tell Jeremiah to do something like that? That's strange. It's very, very, very odd. He said, what do you mean? I thought prophets run up and down the streets and scream at people and tell people the world is ending. That's what they do in New York City. I don't understand. Well, no, they don't always do that. But here's the reason why God sent Jeremiah in verse 3, it says, It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I propose to do upon them, that they may return every man from his evil way, 
that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. So, hey, here's the thing. God takes a heavy rap for doing stuff. He takes a pretty... And and by the way, the word evil is not necessarily like we think of evil today. Well, what do you mean God's, God's evil? I don't understand. No, it means unfortunate type stuff. So here's the thing. God did this through Jeremiah in hope that they would change their minds. It says return. You know you know what another word for return would be? Repent. Yeah. What a kicker. Repent. So they would change their minds from all the crazy party party hardy uh you know massive bad decisions they're making. So in this situation you know, and then now you're probably thinking, oh, God's a big killjoy. He didn't want me to party. Well, yes and no. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a, a heathen party, no. Uh, a good get-together with some friends and having some fun. Uh, you know, some games and jazz and what have you and trip to the beach. But here's the thing. Uh, a, a crazy, full-out Bacchus uh, toga party? No. No, no, that's not the kind of party God's got in mind. So here's the thing. He wants people to return. So when God writes stuff down, that's what he's trying to do. Now, here's the second step, though. And I want you to follow on this. This is pretty cool. On verse 4, it says, Then... Jeremiah called Baruch, the son of Neriah, and Baruch wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord, which he had spoken unto him upon the scroll of a book. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What just happened? Wait, you mean Jeremiah got somebody to help write stuff down? Huh. How about that? Does the next verse say, and Jeremiah, and then Jeremiah was reprimanded by God, and Baruch was struck dead for doing such such a crazy thing? No, it does not say that. It was perfectly acceptable to God. So, that is the process. Also, in the New Testament, Paul uses someone, I don't know that we have the name of that someone, to write down what he's saying. Now, why did he use uh, a secretary? Why did Jeremiah use Baruch for this? I don't know. Maybe uh, his style was better. Maybe uh, a number of reasons. And, you know, you could just speculate all dang day. But here's the thing. We don't know. But we do know that it was perfectly acceptable to God on that. And, as a matter of fact, Baruch got to take... the scroll and read it to the king. <laughs> and this may be the reason why uh, Jeremiah had Baruch write all this jazz down. Uh, because Baruch got to read it to the king. And, uh, mm, yeah, that, that, was, that was kind of a rough gig. 
So, word for word, God tells Jeremiah, Jeremiah remembers, I believe through the grace and power of the Holy Spirit, he remembers every word God's got to say, just like God said it, but still used his personality. And guess what? He used another person to get that into writing. To get it down right. To get it down exact. So, that, in essence, is verbal, plenary inspiration. I mean, I don't think it gets any cleaner than that. Now, where people get a little testy is they're saying, I don't understand what you're saying about the New Testament, and they've done this in the New Testament, and sometimes the New Testament people use people, and sometimes they don't. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't see anywhere in this text where it said, uh, you know, there was a rule that said Jeremiah had to use Baruch to write anything down. I don't see that. God didn't say, and then thou shalt go and grab Baruch, son of Neriah, and telleth him to writeth down this information. No. God knows we are not automatons. So, in that situation, he allows us a little bit of leeway. And that's what he did for Jeremiah. Now, leeway to say anything you wanted? No. But getting the message down as efficiently is, is, is best he could. And maybe one reason why Jeremiah used Baruch was that he knew it would be better. He knew it would be better. So... God took a lot of trouble to make sure we had everything exactly like we needed it, both for the Old Testament and the New Testament. It pains me that a lot of Christians just grab their New Testament and run off and think everything's just hunky-dory. The problem is, is they've got half a Bible the New Testament is not the whole Bible. The Psalms and Proverbs helps, but that's still not your whole Bible. What's in the entire text is super important. So anyway, with that in mind, I want you to study, okay, keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. As always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.